Welcome to Wolves Weekly with me, Gemma Frith, and club commentator Mikey Burrows. How are you, Mikey? Oh, I'm okay, Gem. Uh, I think that's probably a, a sound that many Wolves fans would make after uh, the weekend. Yes, yes. Um, frustrating, a uh, bit of disappointment in there, but um, I was boosted by the under-23s on mm-hmm. Monday, which we'll talk about in a bit. Yes, definitely. Um, and we go again in the football sense. Yeah, it, it wasn't an easy uh, early afternoon on Sunday in the slightest. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's taken us a couple of days to get around to recording this week's episode. So, uh, but there has been some positive results in the meantime. As you said, we've had the Wolves women have played again in their um, sort of friendly cup that they've got on at the moment, um, which they've done brilliantly in. Again, we'll talk about that in a bit. And also on 23s. There are areas um, for celebration, but let's first of all talk about that Burnley match on Sunday. Now, we were both there. Um, it wasn't an easy watch. Is there anything to take away from that match? Yeah, the, I think there were a few things. Look, it, we're not going to shy away from this. It it was it was not a good performance, and I think that you know, even the most positive of people, as we generally are, we have to hold our hands up and mm. admit that there were there were key issues that went on in the game, and de- some defensive errors that cost them. And we always come back to the point that is conceding the first goal in the Premier League can always be really crucial. And we have done it way too many times. When we haven't, when we have scored first, we are unbeaten, right? That That's a fact in the Premier League this season. And so, you know, once Burnley got themselves in front, it was always going to be an uphill battle. And especially at this stage of a campaign... And a campaign which has been, for one reason or another, a bit of a slog for a lot of those players. Because, you know, look, Nuno will never make these kind of excuses. But I will. Because I take the position, Gem, where I can step back from it and try and provide a bit of balance to anyone who's listening and anyone who's still really furious and Mm -hmm. frustrated at what went on. If we take a step back and we look at the situation we found ourselves in, We had the longest season we have ever had last season, right? And I've said that numerous times, Mm -hmm. and I still 100% believe it that that's had an impact. They had two weeks off after playing for well over a year. A lot of our players have been going to international duty, and we've had a lot of injuries. So we haven't been able to rotate as we might have wanted to, and we've had to ask a lot of players to dig deep and try and go in situations where it's been really hard for them. Mm-hmm. You know, Ruben Nevers came back in on the Burnley game, having spent two weeks effectively having to isolate for COVID reasons. Yeah. And because Jean Martinho picked up an injury, Ruben is straight back in. And this is a Ruben Neves who has been playing international football. This is a Ruben Neves who has been without his family for months and missed the birth of his child because he couldn't go to Portugal mm-hmm. for COVID reasons to go and see them. All of this plays a part and all of this is on top of those players who, I say, have played a ridiculous amount of games and are tired. And they are mentally tired as well as physically tired. Mm. And they got through a couple of really big matches against Fulham and Sheffield United to dig out results to make sure that we weren't looking over our shoulders for the last couple of games. They came up against a Burnley team who were desperate for points. 
Because if they had lost, they were in real trouble with yeah. especially the way West Brom have been playing recently of potentially being caught. And they couldn't have that. So they actually had to go harder and stronger. And it is only natural as a footballer, as a person, that when you've been through what these Wolves players have been through, that you will find it harder in that instance. It has happened so many times in football. It's nothing new. You know, I always make a joke when we chat before this, Gem, and say I'm a lot older than you <laughs> and I've seen an awful lot more of it and I've seen plenty of seasons where this kind of thing happens. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are elements that they need to make sure doesn't happen again, especially on Monday, but we need to step back and say, look at the bigger picture. We have never had in my lifetime more than three consecutive seasons in the top flight. Wow. We've never had it in the Premier League era. Mm. We had three seasons under Mick and then Terry Connor at the end of that season and got relegated. One season under Dave Jones. You have to go back to the late 70s, early 80s for consecutive seasons, more than three in the top flight. Mm. You know, So when we step back and we look at the situation and we say, yes, we were disappointed with the way we played at Burnley, against Burnley. Yes, we've been disappointed with elements of the campaign, but we are going to be safely Mm mid-table, and given everything that's happened, that is not a bad outcome. It is so important to remember that, and to, as you said, step back and have a look at the bigger picture. Um, It's it's never it's never easy watching a game like that, and you know the the days following it, you know, with with a four nil loss, that's never going to sit comfortably. But when you do step back, I should say, you know, it's nearly the end of the season. We're in a good position. We're in a safe position. and there's lots to be celebrated, like you say, going into our fourth consecutive Premier League season for the first time in Premier League history and the first time in the top flight since, since 1980, as you said. That's, that is something to, to celebrate. And it's tough, and I'm not exactly expecting fans to be jumping for joy this week. Oh. And I'm sure a lot of that anger from the fans is out of worry for a Black Country derby that's coming up on Monday. Now, of course, the first fixture um, at home didn't go our way. Um, a difficult, difficult game. What are your hopes for Monday at the Hawthorns? Well, I think like everybody, you want a bit of a reaction because, Mm -hmm. you know, that's you want them to be up for it anyway, and they will be up for it. And we talk about the the players not necessarily knowing what it means. They know what it means. Mm -hmm. That everybody on social media, everybody that they will come into, you know, in in life, walking around Wolverhampton, which obviously they can't do as much in these COVID circumstances, but they will still bump into people and they will still be made 100% fully aware of what it means to play West Bromwich Albion. So you would hope for a reaction. You would hope for, uh, you know, West Brom are still fighting for points. They're probably, because of that draw at Aston Villa, that probably means they won't be able to stay up. Mm -hmm. And I know there are a load of fans listening to this that wanted to be the team to relegate them. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, (laughs) go out there, give us one more big performance, please. And then, you know, if they're going to be tired and you know, resting for the last couple of games and we make changes and we give other players an opportunity and results maybe don't quite go our way, I think some people will accept it. But if they beat Albion, the last week will be forgotten. <laughs> it really will be. It and really it will go will be. through. 
The one point I would make, and again, this is an important point, and it sounds like an excuse, and it kind of is, but it's a very worthy one, is that when you don't have your main striker in Raul Jimenez, when you don't have your main kind of creative attacking forward in Pedro Neto, when you're missing your main experienced central midfielder in Jean Martinho and your most consistent wing-back in Johnny, and they have been out for quite a while, some of them, mm. throughout the season... Any team in the Premier League would find it hard to be without that level of talent. There is no squad barring the very, very top teams. And even some of them have struggled yeah. given the situations they've been in. So when we come up against West Bromwich Albion, don't think it's going to be a rollover because they're down the bottom of the table. And naturally, a lot of Wolves fans don't think any of their players are any good because they're playing for them. It's going to be a very tough game. Sam Allardyce knows what this is all about. We saw it in January. Yeah. It's going to be, for me, a fascinating match, Gem, because what mentality will West Brom be in if they know that they're probably not going to be able to be safe? Because, mm-hmm. you know, results could have gone away against them as well across the weekend with it yeah. being the Monday evening kickoff. Yeah, that's very true. What reaction is there going to be from Wolves players? I'm really looking forward to this. With a kind of sense of intrepidation on it but really looking forward to it <laughs> yeah it's um it's gonna be, it's gonna be a, a good game um but you're right it's important to remember that they are going to be a very difficult opponent at a point where they haven't had relegation confirmed they're going to be fighting for every last possible chance um for survival and that's happened a lot in the last few weeks we've faced sides that have all been in a similar situation to that fulham sheffield united burnley and um, we've come and get up against tough sides that are really really fighting for survival and fighting for points so that's important to remember as well but yes um, I'm hoping that we will see a response uh, on Monday and um, a bit of reaction to this week's result. And yeah, hopefully it should be a really good game. But moving on, um, on Sunday, there was actually a much more positive day for Wolves women who had one of their best results so far um, since they restarted back last month. Um, they are now playing in the Piggerton Crone Cup, um, which they're playing with a couple of uh, clubs across the area. And they won 5-1 against Stoke. <laughs> which was absolutely amazing when I was following those results um, on Twitter after the Burnley game. It was amazing to be able to see so many Wolves goals flooding in for Wolves women. And and the final three goals all came in the space of just five minutes. Um, It really was another emphatic performance from them. It was really, really good. And next up, they're going to be playing Loughborough. So lots more excitement still coming with them, even though they're out of the FA Cup. There's still so much going on. And they're actually now straight to the top of the table in that cup, even though they've actually missed a game. They're one game behind some of the some of the teams they're up to the top with a perfect start three points and they're also top of the table on goal difference after that 5-1 win so lots to be celebrated with them so I'm excited to see what comes against Loughborough on Sunday I mean they actually made some changes Dan McNamara's they did. team yes, from, they the, did. from the team that had played you know and and done so well and given so much in the FA Cup run that they'd been on so actually they had a couple of senior players who kind of dropped to the bench and they're able to mm-hmm. give some other players an opportunity to play. And that's really nice. And I guess it the is, big yeah. news for Wolves women is that since we last uh, did a Wolves Weekly, uh, the FA released the criteria mm-hmm. for how they will judge applications for promotion. And I know Dan McNamara is very happy with that because it's heavily weighted in terms of results on yeah. the field. Uh, And it will include the FA Cup as well. 
not just oh, their really? league performances. Okay, that's, that's very good, yeah, yeah. So, you know, in, on that basis, when you look at the criteria, it should be a no-brainer. Now, and I say should, capital and underline yeah, twice. you never know. <laughs> but that looks very positive and fingers crossed for them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you'd say with their unbeaten start in the league at the beginning of the season before it was suspended, um, their incredible run in the FA Cup, it's hard to imagine a stronger team um, when they're looking for the ones that sort of should be applying for upward movements. So, yes, very, very positive, And um, hopefully we'll get some great news when that uh, the deadline for application closes um, in the coming weeks. And um, hopefully we'll be able to deliver you some positive news on them playing in the tier above, in tier three, which would be so, so deserved, as we've said many times. Um, the Under-23s also played on Monday, and it was another positive result for them, Mikey, against Norwich. How was that? Were you there on Monday? Yes, uh, we were there with the Wolves TV cameras. Um, it was, it, it, listen, that was a massive performance from yeah. them. It really, really was because they are getting to the business end of the season and they want to be in the playoff shakeup as a, a kind of badly explained to you last time we did this, um, how it kind of works. And they're against the Norwich side who have been down the bottom of the table, but actually because it's so close, because there's so few teams, um, they weren't kind of that far behind Wolves in mm -hmm. terms of points. They were probably never going to make the playoffs, but they had like an outside chance if other results had kind of all gone around. So Wolves went out there, started the game superbly. The tempo was absolutely spot on that they had. They got themselves in front early this time, which they didn't do against West Brom the week before and ended up being held to a one-all draw. This time, Luke Cundall on his 19th birthday got yes. a goal. What um, a birthday present. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he admitted to us afterwards that he kind of didn't quite mean it in the way it went in. Yeah. <laughs> it was Owen Hesketh cut in and Owen Hesketh was kind of shooting really. It was kind of a shot come cross cutting in from the mm -hmm. left hand side and Luke Cundall made a brilliant run and he as he described it, he tried to flick it on with his head, missed it and it hit his shoulder and looped over the goalkeeper who was already <laughs> diving and went in. <laughs> Still counts. It went in, so... <laughs> Still counts. And he then provided the assists for the next couple of goals, for Owen Hesketh to tap in, and then for Jack Scott to score from a corner. So it was a wonderful birthday from him. He's one we haven't really spoken a huge amount about. Fans will know of him because he went to the Asia Trophy, uh, seems a lifetime ago, and he, he, he came on against Reading and had a couple of kind of first-team things. Oh, he was on the okay. bench a couple of times. Um, he's a very tidy midfield player, and this year he has been captain in the absence of Christian Marquez for a period over, over Christmas and New Year, and he has developed into a very interesting footballer because he can operate in a number of different roles. He actually started... Uh, in kind of what we would describe as kind of an Adama Traore type role mm. forwards on the right-hand side. Because um, Owen Otazawi came down from the first team to play an hour in that game on Monday as well. Looked really impressive, Jem. Really impressive. Oh, so I mean, good. he had three good opportunities. He dominated the midfield in a way that he didn't need to be anywhere near 100% or fifth gear to do so. Mm -hmm. He just looked a class above under 23 level, which was really nice to see, actually. That's really promising, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, and, you know, he may well be in for some minutes for the first team in the coming games. So this was a really good outing for him, and he played his part. But they actually played without a striker. Because okay. Austin Samuels picked up an injury against West Brom, 
Konakati is on his way back from injury. He came on against West Brom and wasn't really expected to play as much as he did. Mm-hmm. It was it was always a plan to give him half an hour or 20 minutes against West Brom and build him up. So they didn't want to risk him from the start. So Hesketh, who is a midfielder, who a bit like Kundal can operate in a number of different mm-hmm. roles, played as and for apologies to people on Wolves Radio who are not seeing the video version of this, I'm doing air quotes, a false nine. <laughs> Right, <laughs> for anyone who plays football manager and you have those trek artistas and false nine and deep lying <laughs> forwards and all that kind of stuff that's what Wolves did and mm. they scored three goals so you know credit to them credit to the way they went about it and the players application to it um, they got a big win and some results elsewhere kind of went their way so they're back into third so Leeds are the champions mm-hmm. of Premier League 2 Division 2 uh, Stoke are going to be second Wolves' task now is to maintain third. And if okay. they beat Reading on Friday, they will pretty much do it because some of the other teams have to play each other and one of the other teams that can challenge them are playing Leeds. So if they can win on Friday against Reading at the Reading training ground, mm-hmm. then they'll be set up perfectly. They'll have one more game, which is against Reading again, but this time at home. And then they'll be in a playoff shakeup whereby if they're third, they'll have home advantage, one leg, get through to the final anything can happen that would be so exciting it's so close now you know it really is tangible and hopefully they can hold on to that third place position as you said um when is the next game and when can they watch it on wolves tv so friday afternoon or friday lunchtime if you prefer one o'clock kickoff from the reading training ground i'll be there providing coverage absolutely free on wolves tv Perfect. Well, it's also important to mention that this weekend we'll be joining all Premier League, EFL and Women's Super League clubs in taking part in a four-day social media boycott. So there will be no official coverage of our matches this weekend on social media, including the Black Country Derby on Monday, um, in an effort to combat abuse and discrimination on social media, which we unfortunately see far too much of still today. Um, and this is our this is our response. This is our answer. And I hope it this shows people that we will not stand or tolerate any form of abuse any form of discrimination on social media or or in our stadiums discrimination in football is not acceptable at all and we've seen that a lot over the past year with the black lives matter movement taking the knee no room for racism in the premier league um, but still trolls and people on social media don't seem to have got the message and this is this is a, a turning point where yeah we're really hoping to to stamp it out and hopefully We won't have to do this again. Football clubs existing on Twitter particularly and on other social media platforms is becoming difficult because how unregulated those platforms are. And hopefully this will also be a message to those um, companies running the platforms to start regulating and finding ways to uh, hold people accountable for their actions on on social media. So, yeah, there will be no coverage this weekend um, from any of us, but we will be returning next Tuesday. It's worth pointing out there will be Match Day Live Extra which will provide you the coverage of the game. Uh, It will be available at wolves.co.uk and via the Wolves app, uh, but not social media. Yes, so YouTube will still be going ahead as usual, as will the website. But yeah, no Twitter, no Instagram, um, no Facebook, no other social media coverage from us. 
And just one final thing before we finish, Jem, because um, I know you're really excited about this, uh, the potential for the return of fans to Molyneux. Yes, we were hoping that we might have fans back for the final day of the Premier League season. It's looking like it's going to go ahead. Um, a ballot's actually opened uh, on Wednesday, which is which is today for us recording, um, and is open until midnight on Tuesday, the 4th of May. It's open to anyone that held a season ticket in the 2019-20 season, um, and you can enter a ballot which will then randomly select the people who will be eligible to attend Molyneux for our match against Man United on the final day of the Premier League season. There are so many more positive times to come and it's going to be so exciting to finally have fans back in Molyneux. So yes, if you were a season ticket holder in the 2019-20 season, make sure you register for that ballot. That is one not to be missed. But that is everything for today. Thank you, as always, for joining me, Mikey. If you have any questions you'd like answered in our chat next week, then please reach out on Twitter at Jem Frith and at Mikey Burrows. And we'll see you then. Fingers crossed for some more positive results next week.